it was brought to our attention uh, pretty well after the podcast had been out that um, for some reason, the Verge Awards did not get into the CES episode. And since the podcast has been out for a couple of days now, um, we just released that section of the podcast. We did record on the same day as the rest of the podcast. It just didn't get into the folder to be rendered. We're just going to release that here as like a little extra bonus thing. So I apologize about that, but here you go. Us riffing on the Verge Awards. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. All right. There are no official CES awards anymore. All right. That much is officially gone. That's been the case for a while. CES is just bad at communicating that. All right. But fortunately, The Verge has us covered. The Verge, the pinnacle of intellect within the tech space went ahead and made their own CES awards and by God they have very consistent and very thought through categories which then brings up our first category for the CES awards the Verge's best TV and that of course went to none of the really cool ones just uh, just the oled tv that's glare free from samsung you thought for a minute it was going to be one of the micro led ones or that one of the transparent tvs that really crazy high-end folding tv that looked like the absolute insane Frickin' ju- just like a JPEG floating in midair? No. It's the glare-free TV. Now, in fairness, of all the TVs at CES, the OLED TV, the OLED glare-free TV that Samsung put out is most likely to actually be seen on a shelf. And actually is a TV that is most likely to actually be purchased by, uh, by, you know, an actual person who can fog a mirror and not a vampire. So I can't fault The Verge too much for this one because it actually is, it's a good TV and it is a reasonable TV. It's not outlandish. It's not insane. But, you know, it's something that actually would get use, and it actually does solve a real problem. So, you know, kudos. You know, decent job. I just just can't help but laugh at the fact that, in fact, (sighs) that The Verge went ahead. First thing they did went mundane. The next category, the infamous category of best gaming tread, trend, and definitely wasn't made up just to fit this one product into the awards. And that goes to 
the multiple new acceptors of the new premise of clutter-free PC builds. Not only did Asus introduce the no cable shown design, but also builders like, or component designers like MSI are starting to lean more towards this kind of new style of putting all the ports on the back of the motherboard rather than the front to try and make it as cable clutter free as possible. We'll see how well that, that lasts. All right, we'll, we'll see how much widespread support this, see, this sees. You know, m maybe, maybe, maybe when I actually finally get into PC building, I actually can't go ahead and just keep buying used workstations because they just can't keep up. Maybe when I actually have to build myself, I'll go ahead and do something like this too. Or maybe I'll build a normal computer like a normal person. Someone in chat says, just put a cover on the board. Yeah, but then there's cables coming off the board. Now there's cables on the back of the board. No cables. You got to think outside the outside of the box. <laughs> Someone in chat says, <laughs> Someone in chat's like losing their mind on this. This is like, this is stupid. I actually like the idea. I unironically do like this idea. I think it's excessive. I think good luck trying to get everyone else to support this kind of thing. It's definitely a problem that only exists in PC building culture. Most sane people are just not going to go ahead and, as someone in chat said, not have a window on their computer and just be like, yeah, done. PC building culture is like its own weird thing. The next category, the most likely to succeed category, which might be a first ca time category for this. It goes to this one weird charger that uses MagSafe so it only charges iPhones. The QI2 takes the best part of MagSafe and a 15 watt charging to charge an iPhone on a magnetic stand. Whatever you do, don't have The Verge go on to Amazon or they'll find out this product has already existed for a year. Bro, bro, come on, man. There's like 10 to 15 knockoffs of this already. It's time to stop. Like, I, I just can't even. All right, next category, the, the best wearable actually a category that does happen quite often and that once again goes to a ring the ev ring yep we're trying ces is trying to make smart rings a thing again you want to know why i didn't talk about any smart rings 
Let me tell you everything I can tell you about, uh, about uh, this ring. It exists. The end. Like, these things have no... They have... They just don't do enough to justify their existence. And the fact that it goes to a smart ring that looks like actual jewelry and something you'd wear just doesn't really say a whole lot. The only thing they can say about it is that because it's not a fully closed ring, it won't get stuck. Well, thank God for that. The best car. Now, here's the thing with the best car, all right? Best car category at CES is kind of loaded because there's tons of cars that are fictional at CES. So, obviously, when you go ahead and award a a best of CES award, you want to make sure it goes to a product that's actually going to exist, you know? So what did The Verge give it to? They give it to the Kia PV5 concept vehicle. That's the best car. Here's what slays me though. Okay. Not only, not only is this not a real car because it's a concept. It's not a car. It's a van. It's a freaking van. <laughs> Someone in chat asked, can we start with a USB drive? No, it doesn't exist. It can't hurt you. Like, if you're going to go ahead and put best car... Why'd you put a van? Because here's what slays me, okay? It's not like The Verge has consistent titles, all right? That's one of the jokes with The Verge Awards. <laughs> the Verge, year after year after year, just makes up the category as they go. They could have just said best vehicle. They could have said best truck. They could have said best van. They could have said best concept vehicle. They could have said anything, but best car is actually factually incorrect. Uh. And also just to get a, a glimpse into the look of the mind of the Verge, I give you this sentence. It's also a van. And despite past traumas, vans are lawful good. I just... Working for the Verge is a mental illness. Vans are lawful good. They have short overhangs, shorter hoods, and are especially safer to offer, operate than giant trucks and SUVs. 
Someone in chat says, you know the articles for The Verge are AI-generated. They might be. But here's the thing. They were just as stupid before the dawn of AI. So, no. They don't get the... They don't get the excuse that they were AI-generated. Thus, they're forgiven. No. No, they don't get away with that. Because they were this stupid before, too. Now, if you don't believe me that The Verge just makes up categories as they go, I give you this category. The most irrationally loved product. Most irrationally loved product. It went to Bali. The projector robot of Samsung that no one can explain what it does. Thank you. Th thank you, uh, Verge. And also thank you, Verge, for reminding me that this thing was vaporware back in 2020. And in fact, that it was vaporware in 2020, and guess what? It's still vaporware now. And even more so, we have no idea what it does! Still! Frickity frick, what the frick? Ah. Uh. Best health tech. It, it went to the Dexcom... Stello. I actually have nothing good or bad to say about this. It's a blood glucose monitoring device that you just wear and it just monitors your glucose levels. Incredibly important for those who are type 2 diabetic. Or actually any kind of diabetic. You know, it's it's good at what it does. It seems fine. I have nothing good or bad to say about it. Is my audio having split second fade outs or is it just you? I hope not. All right, everyone else is saying it's, it's, it's okay, good. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. After four hours of recording a podcast to think I have to re-record the whole thing and also been deleting the tabs as I went along so there was too many tabs and taking up way too much RAM. Um, didn't really like that idea at all. Heart stopped a little bit there. Okay, anyway, moving on. Best monitor. It went to the 32-inch Alienware. This shouldn't be too much of a surprise. I'm not surprised either. Everyone said this thing looked pretty good. So... Kudos. Good job. You know. Everyone says a good monitor. I have no reason to say otherwise. The most visited. Why is this a category? Most visited. Most visited. 
what is that? <laughs> anyway, this went to the Kohler Numi 2.0 Smart Toilet E-Ink Edition. Why? I don't know. It's just... The toilet has E-Ink on it. It changes the, the design. Why? I don't know. It, it, it's... It, it's there. I'd find it more interesting going to the fact it's ten thousand dollars. It's th th this toilet is just like the antithesis of oh e three oh no not e three oh c s. All right, best laptop idea, not best laptop, best laptop idea. What's the best laptop idea? Well, it actually goes to the ThinkBoot Plus Gen 5 Hybrid. The one that runs both Windows and Android. I'm not gonna lie. I can't fault The Verge on this one either. Like, I don't know how much use it's going to get in the real world. But it's an interesting concept, and I'm curious to see where it goes. You know? Like, dual booting laptops is nothing new. I'm sure a number of you have a machine that dual boots Windows and, and some flavor of Linux. Maybe even two flavors of Linux. I used to have a MacBook Pro that dual, that triple booted uh, Ubuntu, Windows XP, and it and also Mac OS. That was a challenge, and it was not worth it. Mostly because it was a MacBook Pro. I regretted that MacBook Pro. Oh, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. We'll see who buys into it. The best smart home product. Uh, this one actually annoys me. The best home smart home product. It went to a giant battery. It went to the EcoFlow Delta Pro Ultra. Which is three cabinet sized batteries that sit in your garage and could be charged with your solar. Look, you know what this is right here? Okay. First off, this isn't practical for the average person. Okay. You've got to go ahead and hire an electrician to wire this whole thing. That's going to cost thousands of dollars in the first place. 
you then got to go ahead and get the batteries, which starts at $5,800. This is an investment. This is an investment and a half. And what's even better is that the writer admits bias with this decision. Because they said, you know, I could really use this because my house in South Carolina is being bared down by strong storms. And that's the second this week. I admit, I don't think a whole lot about my UPSs in, in the apartment until these past couple of days where we had blackouts thanks to the snowstorm. And I find out that my battery backup for the system here is starting to show signs of failure. And we could probably use one for that section over there, which has the modem and router, just in case the wires are still connected, which they were. So, I'm sorry, but this isn't really new. This isn't really exciting or anything. It doesn't introduce anything new to the table of home power backups. We have this. Also, really, you're going to go ahead and really use the term whole home battery generator? A battery doesn't generate electricity. It stores it. It'd be like if I filled my bathtub up with water and said, ah, yes, water generator. No, it didn't. It did not generate water. Someone in chat said the writer most likely has not looked up other products. No, of course not. Because these products have been around for a while. There's tons of options out, out there. Some of them are actually way more flexible than this. Now, I don't know how long this would actually keep everything running. But you know, then again, might have been just AI powered, might be an AI article, so who knows. Most in show. All right, chat, take a guess. Take a guess, chat. What was the most in show? What did most in show go to? It starts with an A. Come on, chat. You could do it. Come on, listeners. You could do it. What is the most in show? You did it. It's AI. It's AI. It, it, it's all on for AI. And no, this isn't just some picture that was generated by The Verge. This picture was everywhere at the CES show floor. This all on, which was also AI generated. We, I have nothing more to say about I said every, I said everything I need to say about AI. So we're going to move on. Which, go, no, which then brings us to the best concept, which then goes to the Honda Zero Saloon. The hydrogen car. 
is the best concept. Here's what I want to know. How can this be the best concept? And this be a car? When your best car was a van, but is also a concept? Like, who thought about this? Your best car is also a concept, but it also isn't a car. It's a van. But your best concept is a car. But it's somehow not your best car. So then, what the, why? This is written by Andrew J. Hawkins. Who wrote the best car? J Andrew J. Hawkins, it's by the same guy! The same guy! The same guy is so brain-addled, he can't just... Ah! To work for The Verge, you must have extensive brain damage. That is the only... That's the only conclusion I can draw. How? How is the best concept and the best car not going to the same item? Especially when your best car is in a car. Someone in chat asks, why do we torture ourselves looking at this? And then put out a uh, poop emoji. The answer is simple. We must remind ourselves why The Verge should not ever be taken seriously when they try to say something, like say that NFT is pronounced NEFT. These are not serious people. They are in fact, really, really stupid. And if you ever are concerned that you are not intellectually wise enough to, to be functional in the real world, just remember, The Verge exists. And because The Verge exists, no matter who you are, you can do just about anything out there in the world because The Verge exists. God bless The Verge and their proof that even the dumbest can try to look at it as an intellectual. Next up, Best audio product. That goes to a picture frame. The best audio product goes to the Samsung music, fr music frame. A picture frame you put on your wall that plays music. These are not serious people. You cannot convince me they're serious people. I refuse to believe this. Next up is the best gadget. I already accidentally peeked it, so I'll just show it. It's the Rabbit R1. Okay. 
I'm going to read the entire Verge article on this per Batum. Let's see if they can explain what the heck this thing is. Okay. The Rabbit R1. <clears throat> the Rabbit R1 wasn't on the CES show floor. It launched in a small me room at the very, very back of the Wind Casino. Let me interject. This stupid thing that everyone won't shut up about. This thing that no one can explain what it does. And was the talk at CES. Was it even on the show? It wasn't even there. <laughs> Let me tell you something, okay? Apple frequently, frequently launches stuff during CES in an attempt to try and steal sight from CES. They stopped doing this now. Should we include that in the CES awards? It wasn't at CES. Why is it getting a CES award? You stupid brain addled journalist. It wasn't there. It's like me saying I'm gonna go watch. I'm gonna go go to Green Bay and go watch the. I was at Green Bay and watched the Pirate game when I wasn't there. I watched at home. Oh. But the the article continues. But the two hundred dollar gizmo quickly became the talk of the show, both because it's hugely ambitious and an unusual take on the AI gadget. And because it's just a stupendously nice looking device, something about the teenage engineering work just makes you want to touch the thing. You know, Rabbit's vision also feels like the right one. A fun, whimsical AI assistant that can help you do all kinds of things without ever needing your phone. We have a lot of questions about how it works, how it all works and the privacy policy, but Rabbit's take on AI hardware might be the best we've seen yet. I feel dumber reading this. I know nothing about this, this thing. I have learned nothing. I feel actually dumber for this. And I've learned even less about how this thing works and what it does. And finally, we go to best in show. And that goes to the LG transparent TV. But somehow that's not the best TV. You know, back in the day when CES had awards, best in show was judging all the other category winners and picking what was the best of those. So always best in show was a previous award winner in the award ceremony. So if this is the best in show, why is it not the best TV? I mean, it's a good TV. It's interesting. I wouldn't want it for my room. It's way too expensive. And it would, um... It'd be a bit weird, but again, 
Why? Why are you done this? LG, you're... I mean, good on you. You won the Verge Award. But... I don't think that's worth a whole lot. Because, my god. Even powered by the incredible power of AI, The Verge is still even dumber than this quarter-full mug of filtered tap water. To which I say, Verge, never change. You are still absolutely bat squeak insane and really, really dumb. Folks, that's going to do it for this episode of Eagle Eyes on Tech. Thank you so much for listening, and I do encourage you check out our other work. YouTube.com slash Eagle Falcon and Twitch.tv slash Eagle Falcon. Take care, and hopefully just stick around for next time. Bye-bye. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I had the idea of just ha having Bing's AI write an outro for, for this to try and end on a positive note, but it gave me six paragraphs and I'm way too lazy. So with that, AI is really dumb and holy cow, it gave me way too much to write, write with. Man. I, I, I swear, this is just like one giant list of self-gratification from the AI. I'm starting to see the appeal. This is actually kind of funny. <laughs>